brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. back for another casual conversation with the classic and today me and daniel are with a very special guest professional wrestler producer and one of the great minds of professional wrestling tj wilson aka tyson kid how are you today hey i'm good man thanks how you doing i'm doing great how about you daniel i'm good man excited <laughs> clippers just won that's cool they sure did they sure did la basketball still live in la Clippers oh for sure clippers la was very fortunate with all of their sports teams it's kind of unfair <laughs> It's very multiples. Yeah, multiples. It takes a minute to get all the teams out of there. And I guess that's true. They got like three hockey teams, which I'm always like, (laughs) one of them's got to be good, right? Anaheim, (laughs) LA Kings, or San Jose. Like, you can't. (laughs) I really understand. Yeah, yeah. You want to kick things off, Daniel? Yeah. So, you know, um, fans are finally coming back. We're finally moving out of the Thunderdome, but I wanted to get your take on it, man. Are you excited? Like, what what are you looking forward to? Like, it's it's about time because I know um, it's been. Since WrestleMania, since we had fans back, right? Yeah, that was like just a taste of it. Now, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big taste. It was like twenty-eight thousand people. Yeah, but Mm. but it was a taste. You're right, and and then it's been over a year prior. So I mean, yeah, I I think everybody's super excited to get back in front of fans. Um, I'm definitely excited. I just uh, the the last the last little while has been so convenient for me. So now it's time to. (laughs) Get callous up again and get back to like going to airports and, and flying. Yeah, getting back on the road because it's all been in Florida as of right yeah, now. But, right? Then, but then, like, when I see, like, for example, they announced um, SummerSlam yesterday. So, like, Vegas is a place, obviously, I love everything everyone does. Um, yeah. Everyone loves going there. It's usually leaving, <laughs> yeah. usually leaving where you see the sad faces. Uh, yeah. um, Phoenix, a place that I love. Um, so, like, when I see these towns on the schedule when they see these cities it's like oh yeah it's been so long since they've been there i can't wait to go back so yeah uh there's that excitement for sure um but in terms of like making things work during this past year 
I thought we've done an amazing job and sure. selfishly, it's been very, um, I've been very fortunate in terms of just my travel. When you go from flying around the, the country and around the world, honestly, every week to driving to work every, every week, it's been, yeah. I'm in my own bed every night. Like it's so different and, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it's cool. But, uh, I think everybody's excited to get back in front of fans, especially the talent and getting back to, it's getting my, it's funny. I don't know. It might take a minute to kind of like readjust. And yeah. Do things. I don't know. Who knows? I was really curious about you. I'm like, for the wrestlers. And the fans are excited. Yeah. So, no, I'm like, for the wrestlers, it must be so, yeah. It must be such a major adjustment for them to go from wrestling in front of no one, getting used to that. Okay. We're working this different style. Now going back in front of fans, we're like, it must be a different style, of course. Yeah. I don't you would know, of course. Right? So, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. It'll be really fun. And it's um, kind of cool. Like, everybody had a break from each other. So, it's like, it's fresh for both sides. It's real fresh yeah. for the fans. It's really fresh for for us So and for the talent. So, it's cool. It's very, it, you know, we it's like we, we had a little break and we, we refound our love for each other. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. Um, speaking about uh, WrestleMania, we talked about that really quickly for a second there. Um, personally, for me, uh, my favorite women's wrestler of all time is Sasha Banks. My followers know that for sure. Um, but uh, that being said, um, how big of a deal was it at WrestleMania this past year to have Sasha and Bianca main event the first night of WrestleMania, the first time two black women main evented a WrestleMania, to say the least, but just main evented at all? Um, as a producer, like, what was that like, and how big of a deal was that for women's wrestling overall? Uh, I think it was huge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, like, obviously, but I don't even know how to put it into words. I think what it meant in terms of, like, what does it mean for the future? What is it? Like, how many? I, I mean, obviously, all the women, all women on the on our roster, like, how many little girls right now are seeing our women and being like, oh, my God, like, I, I can do that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And how different it is than how it used to be. And that's, you know, that's evolution. Sure. And, you know, and that, I mean, better late than never so at least yeah but uh yeah i think a match like that of that magnitude a singles match like that um and the fact that it was like the main event of the first time with fans in over a year like made it it was night one so just made it very special it was it was extremely special um, oh, no, such a good match i'm a big fan of it really I, I made daniel watch it with me like three times we've watched it three times each um but <laughs> I, just, I, didn't, I didn't watch it back at first i just let it kind of yeah, in my brain for a, for about a week, and then I watched it, and I watched it a bunch of times. And I'm I'm so happy with it every time I watch it. Like every time I watch it, it's like uh, like obviously I watch it a bunch of times. That's so why I almost yeah. oh not I almost I do I do know everything that's gonna happen. <laughs> but when I'm watching it, I try to lose myself in it and get lost in it and almost get surprised. Even though I've seen it probably I watched it back probably ten or twelve times now. That hair whip. That hair whip was everything. It was loud. Yeah. And just like and just the story and everything. I really loved that match. I was a big fan of it. And there was something about that night. And I don't know if it was because the rainstorm or whatnot, but yeah. because of it, because of it, they didn't have the LED posts and everything was kind of dimmed down. And it just for some reason, because of that, without all the distractions, right. the focus was really on the wrestling. Yeah, because like, the focus was on the wrestling. Ambience, right? Yeah, it gave it like that old school, like You're right. Arena fuel of like you know, it's a stadium and it's WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, might, I mean, you're right. Did you have check watch it back and notice like, like oh, there's not the LED lights. It's not the, the it was a regular apron. It just it put the focus back on the match and the two girls in the middle of the ring. And I was like, I think that's what made it feel so much more different and like an old school wrestling match too. Because and, and like, the truth is, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, might have even been the rain. Like that might have been by design on the production side of things. So that production side of things, yeah. what we do. 
they're so amazing. And those guys, like the stuff that they pulled off, I mean, over the last 30 years, 50, 40 years, but over the last year, the things that those production people do is un, is like so mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, we're doing, you know, just Raw and SmackDown, just on the main roster, we're doing five hours of live TV every week. And like that, yeah. the talent, obviously, all, all you know, uh, our side of things, but that production side of things is so unbelievable too. And a lot of times they don't always get mentioned, but they're, they're insane. Like in terms of how good they are at their job. Now, everyone will notice the things that are wrong, but there's always so much that's right that never gets the credit. Like, oh, there's all sorry. this time where it's perfect, but people yeah, point out the one time there's something went wrong. Fucking 20%. Yeah. And, you di- and you're disregarding the 80% that is like home runs all the time. I find that ha- I, I see that stuff all the time, well, like, mostly on my page. I'm like, you're just regarding this one thing that went wrong when there's like the whole rest of it was great. So, like, like my friend right now is trying to tell me that Kawhi didn't stop Luca in the second half. You know, I showed him that in the second half, Luca in the middle of the fourth quarter only had six points. He ended up scoring nine more. But I'm trying to explain to him he put up 29 in the first, and Kawhi. Yeah. Down. Same thing. He, he wants to complete. He's like, well, then how? He's just shutting down with zero. <laughs> points. It doesn't mean zero points. It means he didn't keep carrying on. Yeah, he took it easy at the end. Sometimes when we're trying to debate things and argue things, we're looking for that one little thing that isn't quite 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. Just, you know, it's human nature when we're kind of debating something, I think. No, for sure. I think it's true, yeah. No, for sure, 100%. I think WrestleMania was such a great night. But uh, switching gears, um, we saw Sasha, but also Bianca. She's sort of this new generation, in that new generation of you know women's wrestlers. So uh, Rhea Ripley wrestled Oscar in a great match and also um do you see a little shift from that four horsemen group to um women such as uh Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross uh Bianca as I mentioned uh yeah I mean I, I know what you're saying uh I think it I think it comes in um ebbs and flows I think you know the, those the, the four horsewomen mm-hmm. and then you know like for example like Natty and Beth before them and Natty's mm-hmm. still on the, the roster uh, full time, but um, they're, I mean, it's, they're going to kind of go like they're going to obviously do some amazing things, and then mm-hmm. you're obviously going to end up sliding. You, you, we always, at all times, you, there always needs to be fresh talent kind of cycled into kind of everything that's going on. So I think um, you know it's going to it's going to come and go, but like I think obviously someone like Sasha is going to come back and kind of almost be right back where she left off. I feel like. Um, I so, you know, like, I just think in terms of, like, it's not like, uh, and, and even, like, right now, even, ba- like, uh, Bailey and Charlotte, both are still, so right now, Becky and Sasha are not, uh, haven't wrestled, mm-hmm. and Charlotte and Becky are both in the title picture, so I don't really know that you can say yeah. that four horsewomen are gone. Right? I don't think the four horsewomen are going away, but it just kind of feels like a new breed's coming up. For me, with the four horsewomen, with the four horsewomen and, and like, Galacta and Oscar, what I see them as, like, now they're, like, the core where... I I think that means yeah. something. They're the they're the ones that you know this new breed of talents coming up, and them working with the Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Alexa, Oscar, these women that have been Natty, all these women that have been killing. Like this new breed is coming though now. And it feels like this. No, is yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think you're right. And I think that's from mm-hmm. all the hard work that, that these women have done for you know for years. And I think just inspiring other people and showing everybody like, hey, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. And then um, proving it. I think Bianca said in an interview too. She's like, one of her goals is to want to beat all four of the four horsewomen. She's like, I want to wrestle them on and beat them on. I'm like, that makes sense because they've yeah. reached that level now where they're those people. That's a cool. Are, that's a cool. Yeah, thing. that's the goal that you want to do. And and then now it's like, oh, but that means like 
I guess like Bianca and Rhea, this is like this new breed of women coming through. We're getting into a newer era where every era needs the old school and some of the new school yeah. so need them to work together. And I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, um, I was uh, before we move on to some old school wrestling and stuff. The last question about the modern era and the women's wrestling stuff is uh, Natalia and Tamina. Did not see that coming out of nowhere. Um, just in the sense that I always thought if Natty was going to win the tag belts, maybe it'd be with like a Beth Phoenix. And if Tamina was going to win the tag belts, maybe it was going to be with Nia Jax. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then these two came together, and now they're just killing it, and it yeah. came out of nowhere. So, like, what was the concept behind that? And, uh, like, how did that all come together? And it just worked so perfectly. Like, I think they did some kind of tag or something. I don't even 100% know. And then um, they told the story, I think, on, on a podcast. Maybe yeah. on podcast or something but i think um i think they did a tag or something first and then a fan had made a picture and it was like um it was like the families and it was like it was like uh the head shrinkers as tag champions yeah it was uh hover nation as tag champions it was um the usos as tag champions it was myself and harry as tag champions it was um the british bulldogs as tag champions it was um uh like it just was all this and only opposite which is yeah. funny it brings both families together and yeah this fan made this picture is all these little pictures and it was uh it was a photoshopped one but it, in this they included uh natty and tamina with the women's tag titles and then yeah. when, I saw that, when i saw that graphic when i saw that picture that fan made whoever made that brought a lot of things into existence wow because That's i crazy. saw that and i thought that was i mean just that visual was so powerful like i have it saved on my phone it was beautiful and I saw it and I was like, oh my God. I was like, I told Natty, I said, you you have to go with this. You have to, you have to. Yeah. This, this is what you got to do. This is so awesome. And um, I didn't, I, I wanted it to happen, but I don't control that. And so mm. watching it, you know, I know I'm working there, but kind of a little bit watching from the outside or trying to watch it from the outside and enjoy it from that perspective. Uh, it was so awesome to see like this whole thing come together and those two gelling instantly and killing it, it kind of in a you know in a different way but it reminded me a little bit of myself and cesaro just in terms of like just this instant kind of chemistry and mm -hmm. like I, I i was using that i was doing the headphones and stuff and then cesaro paired with me and then he started using headphones and i started doing things he was doing and we started be playing off each other and you see it with with those two you see it you see tamina change her look quite a bit she looks she you know added that she just looks color, like, color. yeah <laughs> And 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 Natty's having fun with that aspect of it too. So it's, it's it, it reminds me a little bit of myself and Cesaro in terms of just this chemistry being there and them almost um, almost on the fly like reinventing themselves and becoming this thing. And so mm -hmm. it's cool. Like people, I, I you know I get you know, WWE just tweeted something about uh, tag team stuff yesterday. So I get tweeted a bunch about myself and Cesaro, but. The funny thing is we were just too like the same thing that like you were saying earlier like when people want to complain about something a lot of times they'll complain about like two guys being thrown together and becoming a tag team well, yeah 100 I, I agree but sometimes sometimes it works out mm -hmm. sometimes the new age outlaws happen and yeah. i'm not comparing myself to new age outlaws by any means but to a much lesser degree sometimes myself and cesaro happen and everyone like i like i said i get tweets all the yeah. time oh my god you guys are such a great tag team it's like okay but understand we originally we were not at some tag team i was I was doing my own thing. He was doing his thing. We got thrown together, and and it worked. But yeah. you don't know that till till we try. No, hundred percent. And there's a lot of tag teams that are like that out there. I think. Yeah. Um, 
Some of my favorite ones are the ones that weren't like supposed to be a traditional tag team, such as you and Cesaro, Sheamus and Cesaro. I yeah. remember when um, Brett, I mean Owen and Davey, obviously they were family, but they weren't really a yeah, like supposed to be a tag team. For me, went, from my perspective, like of course I understand why that tag team works, but as a fan, you know, from the outside, I understand yeah. why they would think it's just two singles guys teaming mm -hmm. up. One hundred percent. I think um, in re recent memory too, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre teamed up, and like they ran through Raw yeah. in 2018, 2019. Like even Ziggler and Rude right now, like yeah, doing a great job. You know, and, and the um, truth is, like the truth is, every tag team is thrown together at some stage. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Hawk and Animal didn't grow up the second they met each other and they were a tag team. They didn't just like grow up together from being little babies. They mm. at one point were not a tag team, and they yeah. met each other and became a tag team. That's true. Mm -hmm. Just didn't happen on TV. It happened somewhere else in the territory or something else. Like, so just because we don't know, like, just like the truth is, no one would ever suspect, like, just looking at it, that Brett and Jim were thrown together, but they were thrown together. They, didn't they were. Them. That's true. Yeah. They weren't just tag team in Stampede Wrestling. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people have to loosen up on that view a little bit because the truth is, unless you're twin brothers or, you know, unless you're brothers or sisters, you're probably thrown together as a tag team. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. I agree. But uh, switching gears here a little bit, uh, recently, a couple, I think it was a couple of days ago, there were a couple of superstars that got released. And one of them happened to be Lana. And I know you and Lana worked really closely together. They even had like a network special and um, the most upward respect for her because she really busted her ass trying yeah. to get better. And, um, you know, did you see her improving throughout that last couple of weeks leading huge, up to the news? Huge. She's, she's been improving. I mean, she, Lana's always kind of that person that wants to, I mean, she'll ask every question in the book in a good yeah. way. Like she, she really wants to get better at all times. And she, um, I mean, she started kind of really working with me in like September, October, and she'd been working hard that whole, yeah. whole way through. Like she, she was, she was coming and training with me um, last week, last weekend. So, I mean, she's always coming through and always working hard every time. Yeah. Lana never shows up and then doesn't work hard. Every time that she's shown up, she works hard. And every time she said she's going to show up, she's shown up. So it's a, it's super unfortunate. I don't, I obviously don't know um, any backstory on stuff, yeah. other than <laughs> budget or whatever. I don't know, but um, it's, it's super unfortunate. I'm a big fan of hers. Big fan, big fan of everybody. I'm Bron and I are very close. I feel at work. Um, Buddy Murphy, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Alistair, big mm -hmm. fan. I, you know, I, those two had some awesome matches. They did, yeah. Really awesome matches. You could always count on it to be that really awesome match. Ruby Riot, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of. Ruby. So good, yeah. so good, and just, and a cool and just a cool person, great attitude. So uh, it's always going to be. I'm always, I you know, I spend time with the guys in the locker room, but I work with the girls so much that I'm always going to be a little bit more. Um, I guess biased towards them, and I feel mm -hmm. I feel really bad for all those people, and I feel really, really bad for for Lana and Ruby right now. But I, but I also know they're both going to be totally okay because yeah, they're just who they are. They're going to be more than okay. The, the truth is, in like, and if you know, the, I'll I'll end up being the, the loser out of this out of this deal in terms of no, not being able to work with them anymore. Not not anymore in this moment. Though. Anymore, uh, that's not true. That's I'll, never I'll, I'll work with them again. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. And we were just—I was curious about that too, just because we saw how closely you work with over social yeah. media and stuff yeah. and in the documentary. And it was like, oh, like yeah. we saw putting in the work more and more. And one of those people that sometimes gets a lot of flack online, where it's like, no, we—if you really pay attention, she's trying and she's. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. You can't tell me that she's the same 
the same yeah. performer uh, six weeks ago that she was two years ago, one year ago. You cannot tell me that. I, I won't. I will not accept that. No, a hundred percent. I'm throwing it back a little bit because I'm the wrestling classic, and I got a lot of uh, fans. I love the old school stuff. Yeah. I want to ask you a few old school questions that mix things up here. Um, uh, something I'm always curious for everybody to get the opportunity to talk to you. For you specifically, who are some of your biggest influences and in wrestlers that you love growing up? Mine are always good, like the obvious ones. I'm very – preface <laughs> it by saying I, I already know. You don't have to tell me. I'm super biased. I yeah. <laughs> uh, but, of course, Brett, Davey, Owen, Jim, uh, Ben. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then as I get a little older, uh, the family's always talking about um, how good how good Dynamite Kid was and then, yeah and this is like pre-youtube i just remember always hearing about these tiger mask dynamite matches uh as a, you know when i'm like 12 years old so like 92 93 i'm hearing about these matches and i and i remember finally um in like 96 uh harry moves back to calgary and um davy had tapes of these matches because of you know, oh, yeah. youtube that was how you saw some things but no anyway. hey i'm i'm old enough to know before youtube and watching my older brother's vhs tapes of old raws and smackdowns and that's how i learned stuff so i get it harry really got into <laughs> tape trading at one point I remember yeah. the rayon station all the time where he's dropping off tapes and picking them up like it was great yeah. <laughs> but um yeah man like i remember seeing those matches and really being blown away and and uh of course, you know, Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio influenced. I mean, look at look at the style right now. And please try to tell me that Rey Mysterio didn't influence what's happening. No, 100%. Yeah. First time I saw him was Bash at the Beach 96, and I was yeah. so blown away. Luckily, it was July, so the ring was set up outside. And yeah. I remember Teddy and I watching this Rey, the Rey psychosis match. We'd pause, go outside, try to emulate what we saw, not – Definitely not. <laughs> well, come back inside, press play, see some more, press pause, go back outside. And like, I remember watching that match so many times. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. it changed our style so quickly. Literally, I remember reading about Ray in, a magazine, in magazines, but never actually seeing him. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't get we didn't get Nitro and stuff in Canada until uh, 97. Oh, wow. Bachelor Beach 96, first time I see Ray. I was so blown away. So Rey Mysterio. And I, I, I liked other random guys, like as I got a little bit older, like there's a part of me as a kid that uh, liked Lex Luger quite a bit. I remember like really getting into the Lex Express and thinking it was so cool. Mm -hmm. um, Buff Bagla was another one that I was a big fan of. I was yeah. already like wrestling at that point, but I thought like I really liked his charisma and his look and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, he had a personality. That was the thing about Buff. The whole Buff is the stuff. You talk in the camera. Yeah. It's not like, he was so over the top all the time. Yes. Um, and like I was explaining mm-hmm. this to Daniel the other day. We were watching a Nitro, and I was explaining the whole um, Lex Luger thing. He's like, I don't get the Lex Luger thing. I'm like, I don't know. As a kid, he was just jacked, and you yeah, thought he was exactly strong, and he could do the torture act. He, just, he had the look. Yeah. Um, the first poster, like wrestling poster in my room, is yeah. like from a WWE magazine, and it's like, it's a Lex Luger one from literally at, at that time. And I just remember, yeah. like, I remember it said, like, his birthday is July 4th. Like, who knows? Probably not true, right? I don't, I'm on my phone, so I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember because he's Mr. USA at the time. I remember thinking, like, wow, that's one week before my birthday. And I just remember, like, looking at this picture and being like, how can I ever look like this guy one day? I got yeah. push ups. And, like, that was, like, my first kind of, like, uh, uh, so I so I hadn't quite met. Uh, Davey yet because when I first kind of come uh, get befriended by the family for lack of a better term yeah. uh, they live in uh, Davey Harry they live in Florida so does so does like uh, Jim and Ellie I'm no I, I watched Royal Rumble 92 at their house in Calgary and then they move so okay. but Davey's, Davey's in Royal Rumble 92 so I don't meet him yet so I still hadn't met him. So then, like seeing Lex Luger on TV, I was like, "Oh my God, this guy's so big." Then I remember. Then I kind of meet Dave, and I was like, "Oh man, how big is this guy?" In real life? And then <laughs> that became my big influence. At that I was time. the but biggest. Lex, Lex was that first one, which is yeah. I was the biggest Davey fan. And I remember, mo- and I always always talk about. It, so I was like, "There's always that one thing he always did." That made me think he was so strong. I specifically remember him doing it to the Vader, and it was that stalling vertical suplex. Yeah, and he's just holding him there. I was like, "This guy is strong, so strong." Like I was a little kid, obviously, but I was, like, I was like, "The strongest guy ever." I'm like, "He's holding on Vader, and he's just standing there, like he's not even moving." I'm like, "That's insane." So then it's but, funny uh, because you know before like superstars is taped. I remember yeah. Davey saying, "Maybe he's still." He's still in um, Florida, but I remember like the word kind of gets back to he, he he was very proud of it, but it, it was going to air in a few weeks. But it was like uh, I think it was Davy and Lex against Min on a mission. Yeah, Davy picks Mabel up on his shoulders. Yeah, from a, from a camel clutch, Davy stands up with Mabel on his shoulders, and I remember he was very proud of it about its strength. But I think he'd also like made a some kind of bet with Vince, and Vince, yeah. I know Vince, I know Vince. He's trying to. He was like Jedi mind tricking him, but he was like, he was telling Davey that Davey wasn't strong enough to do it. And he didn't think he could do it. And then Davey's like, you'll see. And then he, he was very proud of himself doing that. Oh, that's insane. So, and I do want to point out before we move to the next question. Um, I, I know I've posted a handful of times and stuff in the past, but one of, uh, which now it sounds even cooler to me hearing your story, but like I, that one uh, match you got to have with Rey Mysterio. And I think it was like on a superstars before WrestleMania 26. And I was like, it's just such a good match. So if you guys are on the internet, it is out there. I'm not going to say yeah. where. But if you look it up, you can find it. Unless you have the review network, you can watch it on there too. But um, check out that match. It's really good. I, it's, it's one of my matches of yours that I really love. Man, it was crazy. Like, Ray gave me so much in that match. Like, and we had yeah. a it was like, that's what I was thinking it was too. It was like a really balanced out match. Yeah. Really- and like, he's the man. He's the man. Like, a, MVP, this is MVP saying, and I talked to MVP a bunch about this. He, Remember him saying it? He's like, if you ever meet someone and they're saying something bad about Ray, punch them in the face right away because you know what's a lie. It's and yeah, like, 100%. man, to know Ray is like, I remember MVP first. I remember him saying that, and maybe I'm like brand new on the main roster, but I, I yeah, like I said earlier, I'm very influenced by Ray, so I wanted to really like him, even mm. if he was the biggest jerk ever. I was gonna yeah. try, but he's, <laughs> but he's not. He's so cool. He's he's the man. He really 100%. is. 
100%. I think you had a lot of great matches, you know, during your first run in WWE. You had great matches with Ted, Ted DiBiase Jr. that I posted a while back. Uh, Yoshi Tatsu in ECW. I was watching a Christian match last night with you and oh, him. You, you guys really, tore the house. Yeah, that was, I was really proud of that match. You guys tore the house down, man. But I wanted to ask, like, you mentioned Lex Luger, Buff Bagwell, but if you could name, if you could build your own uh, Survivor Series dream uh, team, who would you have on it? And we're going to take the Hart family out of it because I feel like yeah. that one's okay. very Because you can easily go Brad Owen. Yeah, that makes yeah. it easier. For, I mean, well, not easier, but at least it helps. Me. Yeah. Might make it harder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> damn, my Ultimate Survivor Series team with me in it too? Or? Yeah, sure, with you in it. You have four people with you. Is there is there any era or is it wide open? We'll do, we'll do, we'll do old school and then if you want. Yeah, we'll do old school. Yeah, we'll do old school. Uh, so anything pre-2000. Sorry, what? Live pre two thousand ten, maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, damn. Let me think. Who I want to team with is the question, because teaming with someone and working against them are two very different things. Yeah, true. true. Um, let me think. I'm gonna. Man, this is actually way harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys need to unlock the hard because I can just say that because this is tough. Yeah. Uh, let me say, damn, okay. okay. <laughs> How about this? Me, X-Pop. Oh, sweet, yeah. Sean and Hunter. Oh. Against Brett, Davey, Owen, Jim. Oh, that would be dope. And throw, uh, you know, you can put the outlaws on our team and you can throw like Ted and Harry um, you know the stories that I've, you know, I was in, and I sabotaged them, and now I'm with DX. That would be epic. that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And you could do that. I don't know if uh, Daniel, you might might have watched some of it. But I remember back in the day, like in the 1980s Survivor Series, the early ones, they do those tag team Survivor Series, yeah. Matches, yeah. and there'd be like 20 guys on like each side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember those that. Those tag teams were that. insane. Yeah. We take up the whole outside. It was like, a, it was yeah, it was literally like a lumberjack. You could literally, yeah. And like, it was like the peak of tag team wrestling. You could tell because yeah. be like, yeah, there's so many oh, tag, there's so teams. tag teams. They would have like two of them on the and, the, and then they'd have like Mr. Fuji outside and slick, and I was like, holy smokes. But yeah, no, I, that's a that's a great Survivor Series match, I think. Um, if that was that's kind of a heart versus click thing, and you turn on the family, that's what yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> Maybe you have to turn back in this match, you gotta stay tuned. Now, speaking about matches, though, speaking about matches, one one more old school throwback question yeah. here is um, was there a specific match that you remember that really got you hooked that made you say, Oh, I think I want to do this. Yeah, Brett, Brett versus Davey, Summerson 92. It's easy, I can say it without. Yeah. Me. And it was so simple, man. It was, that was the match, hands down. I, I, I wanted, I remember like, so 1990 is when I become friends with the family and then really mm -hmm. start, start to get engulfed into wrestling. And that's where like the sleepovers happen. And then like, you know, on a Saturday morning, I just kind of want to play video games as a kid, but they, yeah. They have to watch wrestling first. Wow. The thing in my household, I've told this story, but um, my cousin showed me wrestling. I came home. Uh, I was in a little bit enamored with it, but uh, I came home. I tried a couple of uh, maneuvers and, on my sisters, and wrestling was quickly uh, not allowed in my house anymore. <laughs> my mom. So 
that was about eight. So then like two years later, now I'm kind of being reintroduced to it. And, um, but you know, at, at eight, when it got like banned from my house, I still had Ninja Turtles and stuff. So I was okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then, uh, when I'm just around them and just it's like, uh, whatever it was like, it was called superstars of wrestling and like, or wrestling challenge and wrestling cavalcade or something aired in Canada. Yeah. It'd be two hours on, um, It'd be one hour. There's technically two separate shows, but it'd be one hour, one hour on um, Saturday morning, uh, afternoons, morning, early morning, or uh, late morning, early afternoon. And anyway, then I just kind of became engulfed with it. And that was when I started to think like, okay, like, and I remember like Teddy, his brother and Harry, they're always talking about like being wrestlers, being wrestlers, being wrestlers. And I was like, really? Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, then, starting to get a lot more into it, into it. And then SummerSlam 92, I just had no clue that wrestling could look like that. Yeah. And it blew my mind and it like unlocked my mind, I think. And that's where I started kind of having that imagination when it came to wrestling and what you could do in the ring at that young age. And I knew instantly that second I had to. No, for sure. For sure. Um, I just I don't know. I just think about that match. I just remember watching when I was younger and stuff too. And obviously, being Canadian, I like the Bulldog, but I was rooting for Brett. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then away went. I was like, oh, I did always like Davey too, though. But I obviously like Brett a little bit more. But yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, moving forward with the current day stuff, um, you're a producer, obviously. But do you uh, suggest any talent to like? Do you um, suggest talent to watch a match? Or like yeah, any it, matches do you suggest? Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Where, uh, like, pe- people, I, like, all of our talent are always asking, like, always looking to get better and looking mm-hmm. to improve and looking to maybe looking for something that not everyone's doing or something that can maybe give them a little bit of an edge. I think we we're always seeking that. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, I definitely recommended matches to all types of people. Like, um, mm-hmm. I remember, I'm trying to think at what point. Maybe around Rumble, I remember like texting Masashi and I sent her like some Koji Kanemoto stuff. He's, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. Going to New Japan the first time and being blown away at how he kind of carried himself. And we teamed a lot that first tour. I just mm-hmm. remember, I'd be on the apron just watching this guy and just learning like, wow, look at something. Like there's, I might say something. I mean, there's a lot of something. This guy's got a lot of something. And mm-hmm. I was like, how can I? I mean, for that, how can I just straight up steal everything he's got? <laughs> yeah. Is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he he's awesome, and it's cool. Like he and I are friends on Facebook, and we message once in a while. Like just cool, just cool that he's so cool, and he was so cool to me when I was a twenty-two year old kid, and um, mm-hmm. and I just because the next tour after I did after that, I wrestle him a lot. So the first one I'm teaming with him, the next time I'm wrestling him a lot. And it was cool that how cool he was to me to uh, when we were partners, and he treated me with such respect when we when we wrestled each other. But I remember, like I sent, like I remember sending Sasha like some of his matches at that point. I couldn't find like couldn't find all the like the yeah. really good ones that I was there live for. I can't find them on YouTube and stuff, but I can still find some samples of why this guy is is as good as I think he was. How much time did you spend in Japan and like how valuable is it being able to go work that style over there there to bring it over here and kind of incorporate it? it? I mean, so it was very, like the the training I did was probably the most valuable thing. Uh, Well, take that back. It's not, I think that's the most valuable thing I did. 
Uh, even with my neck injury, uh, my surgeon post-surgery told me that uh, he asked me what my, he said, you know, I don't know your religious beliefs, but I think a higher power is how you survive this. And he said, your head was like a bobblehead when we went in there. When I went in there, it was had no stability. I don't know how you're, he almost didn't know how my head stayed attached, basically. Yeah, yeah. And he said, he said, but if we're gonna, he said, if we're gonna take a, if we're gonna take a miracle or a stronger being out of it, and we're gonna try to use some science to explain why, he said, it's just the muscles in your neck are so dense. And that comes goes back to my Japanese trainer. Like we trained so much, man. It was like started at like three or four days a week, then five. Then I remember, I remember picking him up to go train. It was before my first tour. He said, hey, you have six weeks till your first tour. He's like, so now the real training begins. And I was like, the real training begins? We're training four or five hours a day, just like three or four of us doing this like insane, intense. It was, you know what it was? It was very similar to what MMA training is now. Yeah. Except in 2002. Wow. In 2002, we were a little group of us and Rick Victor's one of them. We were doing this um, basically MMA style training for pro wrestling at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I went, to, I went to Japan. I did, uh, did three tours from like November, uh, yeah, this November, December, 02. I went again in March, 03. Then I did the Super Juniors in May, June, 03. Oh, wow. yeah. And the year where they didn't bring me back in, then I did another tour where uh, I wrestled Brian in a singles match on the last oh, wow. the first one. I gotta I find that. Is that out there anywhere? It might be. I, I had it on DVD once. Yeah. And then, um, and then I did one more tour the following year. I did the Super Junior. So I did two Super Junior tours. That's pretty uh, awesome. I did but my training with my Japanese trainer, Tokyo Joe, life-changing. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be this far, not even close. I, you would, we wouldn't be doing this interview. Yeah, so it's always interesting because, you know, you can always tell when some, some wrestlers might have, you know, worked around the world, whether it was Mexico or Japan. Yeah. Like, you can tell by their styles. And I spent a bunch of time in England, too, in you know, yeah. now six. Oh wow! Oh, five, I was there for four and a half months, and then oh six, I did like nine weeks before uh, my tryout. Oh wow! Yeah, the, that scene started really popping off in there. Yeah, like, oh my, yeah, 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 it was, uh, yeah. Wild part of the pandemic. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, putting your producer hat back on for a second, though. Um, if you were able to, now that you have those skills and you produce matches and stuff like that, in that sense, if you could produce a match for any two wrestlers from the past that you could be like, I would love to work with this person and this person in a match against each other. Putting you on the hot seat again. <laughs> two people. Big time. <laughs> two people. He's like, damn, that you'd love to produce a match with. God damn. I mean, there so, honestly, there are so many. I honestly don't know. Like, yeah. I was, I was going to like say Brett and Sean because it'd be cool to see Brett side. Yeah. And of course, Sean and see their dynamic um, and see. But I mean, what about, what about like, uh, you know, the, like, what about like Hulk Hogan in the eighties and kind of see how his, the way he sees things. Yeah. That like the cool thing about being a producer is that like when you, I sit with talent, I get to, I get to see how they see things. We all, we all interpret things very differently. And yeah. I get to see how they interpret things or, or how they interpret what I've tried to explain. And um, it's, it's the cool thing is that we all interpret things differently. We all have a different take. And that's the interesting thing of what I do. No, for sure. You might have someone that's more free and wants to do things yeah, more. And then, and then that might spark. You might get a guy from Washington that comes up with you with a yellow legal pad with this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I guess it would be hard to tell. Yeah. Um, uh, usually it's a great 
combination of just a collaboration, honestly. Yeah. Because you're not a dictatorship. Well, when I, you bring up, when you bring not, up the 80s, I mean, never. Yeah, and I mean, when you, <laughs> when you bring up the 80s, I'm like, I feel like there were more, I don't think there was many producers back then, I'm assuming. I, feel I like think it's a little bit of a different role. I think it's evolved. But there, yeah. I mean, there were, there were still some, like, I mean, Jack Lanza, Rene Goulet. Um, Pat Patterson, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. What was like your favorite match that you do still like over the years? I guess. I mean, because I know you produced a lot of great stuff, man. Yeah, like I. Now, in terms of emotion, I mean, well, it's, it's in terms of emotion, it's uh, it's the Bianca Sasha, and then a close second is the Natty Tamina tag title match with uh, mm -hmm. Nine Shayna. Um, yeah. I'm so proud of both of those matches, like insane. So proud. good, dude. Yeah. yeah. Super proud of the. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For different reasons, but I'm insanely proud of both matches. But I mean, maybe equally, to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. I think both of those matches can, like, you know, if you're if you look back on it in ten years, like you'd go back and watch those matches. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're so good to like and, just study. And obviously, I have uh, like recent bias. So those are both obviously like recent, recent, yeah, recent, like big matches for me. That so so those are going to probably obviously be my two. But those are my two. There's and a workaround yeah. that you you can say your favorite singles match you produced and your favorite tag match. Produced. Yeah, there you they're go. They're both there okay now. Now they're but, both but, okay. But I've also been a part of a lot of a lot of men's matches too. It's just the last little while where it's just like where it's become this. But like I remember like uh, Seth Finn and Miz at WrestleMania. Like I, oh, okay. yeah, that was a great match. That was really good. Yeah, that was the live a lot of, a lot of, that opened the show, and I was like. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of like Finn Seth matches from that time. And the truth is, and I don't, I don't say this enough in interviews, but um, like I learned a lot from like Michael Hayes and from Jamie Noble and every producer that I ever worked with. Honestly, Fit Finley, Mike Rotundo. Uh, honestly, I don't want to try to miss any. Uh, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Sure, yeah. Uh, but but come when I came in as a producer, a lot of those guys they all helped me out. Arn Anderson, they all helped me out. But then mm -hmm. working with Seth. I worked with Seth a lot at that time, and he really—I learned a lot working with Seth on for this side of things that I do now. So Seth yeah. really, really helped me out a lot. I learned a lot from him. Yeah, and I Seth. think during that time he was just like—he was on fire. He was doing those like wrestled the first full hour Raw and that he did that gauntlet match. match, and he and I yeah. talked about. It. So I didn't have him then, but I had him like shortly after that. Okay, yeah, like, like all the time. Yeah, I know. We have a great relationship. We have a great rapport. But yeah, he helped. Seth helped me so so much. 
Yeah, South of the Great 2018. I remember um, his matches with Dolph would really start. I mean, that Iron Man match. Did you produce that, by the way? Yeah, yeah I produced oh, that. Wow. Damn, I love that match. It's yeah. so good. It's, <laughs> it's great. But um, I wanted to ask about some current day stuff. So, obviously, there were some rumors um, swirling on the internet, of course. It's wrestling. <laughs> and uh, WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling are supposedly wanting to do a collaboration. And um, obviously, I wanted to ask, since you're a workhorse, what yeah. dream match would you like want to see come about? Man. So I haven't seen a lot of New Japan in a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just assume he's always in great shape. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I saw a picture recently, so I know he's in good physical shape. I don't know how his body. I remember him having a bad back like a long time ago, but uh, Tanahashi, I like to see like. Okay. Like, I don't know. Like, would it be cool for. Would it be cool for fans to see Tanahashi versus Shinsuke, or is that too eat? Like, or would it be better like Tanahashi versus like Seth, for example, or versus versus Roman or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The, the, the truth, and you got you have so many guys. Like, uh, I'm trying to think what other. Uh, there's just Okada's Okada, up Okada against. Hmm, like a lot dream. of people, there were some dream matches that were put out there. Some of them were kind of, um, I think one was Tanahashi and Cena, uh, Okada and Orton was one. Just yeah, I was going to say Okada Orton. Yeah, because um, Orton, and then uh, there's some other ones too. Like I know there was Roman, oh, I I don't, uh, maybe Roman and Naito, but there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. I would love, if, if there was a, a big collab like that, I'd love to see Shinsuke go against one of the guys over there, like a Will Ospreay or a Jay White that he hasn't oh, worked with that's yet. A cool, that's a cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's going against like a Gaijin kind of. A Gaijin from there with that's a cool. Japanese guy that's over that's here. Really cool you know, then he's not going back and working with someone he might have worked with when he was there, but yeah, not now he's old guys. guys. Yeah, because they have the Ospreys and the Zack Sabres and the and the Jay Whites over there that could work yeah, with. Really that's cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a, it was cool that the room was swirling around, and I think uh, if that does happen, like it, it's it's it benefits everyone, but it would be great for the. What's the other thing? Is it is it gods of what? What is it? Gods of Gorillas of Warfare. Gods of gods of gods of gods of, yeah, I'm a big fan of both those guys. Like, but and, and Gorillas of Destiny because they're called God. That's all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, Gorillas of Destiny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm a big fan of both guys, especially uh, even you know I'm a big fan of the work both of them, but even more so more personally. Thomas Imagine Long's them great. pairing it up against the Usos, because yeah, oh my, yeah, be awesome. Like be awesome. that's like that's a dream right man. there. Yeah, um, tonight I I know this is gonna be released a bit later, but tonight Annie's dropping that Bret Hart documentary, which we're all looking forward to watch. And if you haven't watched it by the point, this then you're really you in trouble with it. me. Yeah, go watch <laughs> it. Um, obviously, a uh, big Bret Hart fan. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. but it just wants left me wanting to ask you, uh, personally, like, what does Bret how what does Bret Hart mean to you? What is how has he influenced you at all? And is there any advice he's ever given you that you stuck with you throughout your wrestling career and even till now, maybe? Yep. And I and I he gave me some advice that I've passed on a lot to a lot of people. Um, yeah. so I've I've already seen this biography. I just want to throw that out there so everyone knows yeah. I have access to it. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so awesome. And I'm gonna watch it again tonight when it is. I'm so excited for it. Uh it's I thought it it's it's hard in a two-hour span to tell kind of anybody's story. It's really hard to kind of tell Brett's. And Brett is a very thorough person. So 
uh, it's just it's just a little bit hard to tell every detail, but it's but it tells a lot of cool things. Of you know, he, he he's a great storyteller, just like he was in the ring. He's mm-hmm. maybe better yeah. verbally, or just or just as good. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, man. And like, what does he mean to me? What's what's cool is like I think, and I know I'm biased, but I, even if I take my bias out of it, I think Brett, I think Brett might be the best ever. He's definitely in the conversation. Um, to me, he is. Uh, his, his subtleties, I think, are what stand out more than anything. Um, I remember kind of like what I said earlier about like Sasha Bianca, but even longer, but like with Steve Austin and Brett's WrestleMania match, this the submission match. Yeah. In That's my, my favorite mind, match of all time. And mm-hmm. I never wanted to, I like, I for the longest time, I didn't watch it again because I didn't want to like be that guy and try to pick it apart. Oh, okay. Then, then um, the Brett DVD came out, and that match was on there. So literally, like eight years later, I'm like, press play, like, oh no! And I was like, <laughs> and uh, the match was like, at, from where I was in that point in the business, mm-hmm. like watching it back from where I was at that point in '97, and then now in '05, uh, blew me away. I was, yeah. I was so mad at myself for wasting all this time not watching it. The storytelling in that is so insane. And then what Brett means to me, which is funny, is like I just have this like I don't know. I just have this like instant access to this guy that is that I like I said, I consider the best ever. And he okay. he's able to explain a lot of cool things to me and explain things to me that make a lot of sense. And I mean, we, we were texting back and forth a couple weeks ago about um just about wrestling and our philosophies on it. So like I have, for me, it's insane that I have this kind of relationship with Brett. Mm-hmm. How about that piece of advice he gave you? That you the, the advice. Me? So yeah, it's a so it's a little different, but I think it stems with like maybe a lot of kind of the problems he had with Sean and um, but he, his advice was never sign a never sign a deal, never sign a contract that that you that like you were not, that you, that you can't be happy with. It's like, so what his meaning was is like, just know that like whatever contract you sign, the next guy coming up is going to probably use that as leverage and sign a better deal. So like you always just have to know like the next, the next guy is probably going to get a better deal than you. Cause he's going to use your deal as leverage. Like, especially like, I think from Brett's point of view, he's talking about like in that position, like top, yeah. top. Mm-hmm. he came in and he got a, bigger contract than Sean in 97 and I think, or 96. And I think that sparked a lot of things. And, and um, so I think, so like that advice always made so much sense to me. And I've told people like, Hey, when it's contract time, just know like whatever deal you sign, but don't, don't worry about what this next guy is getting because it it doesn't affect you. You just have to worry about like, what, what can you get? And, um, uh, and then in terms of like matches, his advice, he's always just kind of led with a cool head and just always kind of, he's just always very simple, but always just kind of said the cool heads prevail and just like, like, and you know, maybe from his own experience, he's just like, hey, like, as long as like you're not hurt, you're like, it's okay. You can, yeah, you can sure. redeem that match again. It's okay. No, for sure. As a Canadian little kid, man, Bret Hart is my favorite of all time. Um, I, those other wrestlers that captured my imagination, sure, Macho Man and Bret, uh, Macho Man, oh, I'm a giant Macho Man fan. Macho Man's my favorite. Take other, but Bret was real to me, and that was the difference because those two seem so out of this world. Where Bret yeah. was like, 
he's a real life superhero. Like he's yeah. real. He's legit. Like Savage is all over the world. Taker is like this dead guy. Brat was real. Not to <laughs> a brat I think for, like us Canadians, it felt like he was like I don't know. And I mean this in the giant company, exactly what you're saying, where he felt real. He felt like a hockey player that was wrestling. Yeah. Like the way that we look at hockey players in Canada, especially at that time, he felt like that. He didn't feel like an over-the-top cartoon character. Yeah, like I want you could be like him if you tried real hard. I yeah. don't know if I could be the Macho Man or the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, could, true. I, I, could, I could achieve to try to be like Bret Hart, you know? He's yeah, a role right. model fan. And that's what I when I met him, I went to go meet him when I was six years old and I cried, so I never actually got to meet him. So I had an unsigned eight by ten. Wow. For so yeah. many years. And you haven't so met him. I was, so yeah. I was 26. And I, I came to New Orleans, um, a wrestler for the WWE, told me to make sure to come there. He's going to try to help me out with something. It fell apart. didn't work out. Um, so I ended up going to WrestleCon without any intention going to WrestleCon. Threw my Chalkland jacket, Bret Hart, Austin, WrestleMania 13 one. Favorite match of all time. So I mean, I don't know. There was no thought process behind it. That was just the jacket I picked. I put it on. I'm walking around WrestleCon, doing my thing. I was like, hey, met up with Danielle Monet. We're friends. We were supposed to swap shirts or something, whatever. And... Um, I walked past Brett's table and I was wearing a wrestling classic shirt. And he's like, looked at me because he had one from Blade in Dallas that gave it to him and made him take a picture in it. And he was like, Hey, it's you. And I was like, Oh, hi, like whatever. You know what I mean? And then I went stood in line. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go, I might as well meet Brett. Let's make up for like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And um, so I'm standing in line, standing in line, and he kept getting up to like either go get water or whatnot. And at one point, like I, sometimes I have like no shame and I should probably zip my mouth, but I was just he walks around, I was like, Hey man, like you, you keep leaving. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, this line's not moving. And he looks at me, he's like, why are you even standing in line? And he pulled me out of the line. He took me to the front. And we sat there and we talked. And he signed the jacket. And he, and I, I, like a couple of months prior to that, like Dallas and his uh, now wife and everyone came yeah. to Vancouver. And I took him out in Vancouver, went to the Roxy, went to Park Casino. Gotcha. And, hung out. Yeah. and he signed. He's asked me, he's like, oh, they, they said they had a really good time when they came there. Like, thank you for taking care of them, yada, yada, yada. And um, I guess they're only like legally contracted to just sign their name. But uh, so the lady sort of pulling the jacket and he's like, no, no, one second. He's like, best match ever. And then uh, that's so it, it's, it's crazy how it came so full circle. And I was like, yo, like, I idolized this guy when I was a little kid. Yeah. And I'm meeting him 20 years later. And like, he like kind of knew who I was. And it's so yeah. cool. And, and that also goes back to Brett was real. Like, he's a real. I've watched person. him at those signings and he like takes such pride in like talking with everybody. And like, yeah. He takes such pride in his signature and like, yeah. And, and talk, getting a story out of, out of the people he's meeting and giving one back or whatever it might be. And like, yeah, I mean, I've watched him. I've literally watched no, him. No, and I've been to some of his like, Q&A stuff he's done recently. And like, it's never just won't... like sign and get out of here. No, and you ask him a question, he'll give you the full, yeah. thorough story. Like, it's yeah, great. Give you a very honest answer. Yeah, but back to you now. Back to you. Um, Workhorse Fitness. I yes, want to make sure we plug this on here because uh, I'm not sure if it was you or the people you work with, but you guys were so nice to send me out a whole bunch of product like a few years back when I was yeah. probably going to the gym. Um, I've been off and on. We're, we're back at it again now. I've okay. gone seven days in a row. We're, we're getting back at it. But um, <laughs> when, I, when I used the products back then... Um, they work. Those fat burner pills? Yeah, they, they have work. Like the, the, the rest and talent really the, the melting point. Yeah, no, that was that stuff. Like, I was doing a lot of cardio, and I was taking that. I'm like, oh, this I'm sweating. Uh, this stuff is working. This is great. <laughs> How did you guys get into that? What was the whole process of starting Workhorse Fitness? Yeah, it was um, uh, this friend of mine. We were kind of talking, and he, he was 
he was talking about uh, he was kind of like taking uh, I was doing like some signings and stuff and he was kind of taking managing that for me like the schedule and uh, mm-hmm. he said hey like this the supplement co- I think a supplement company had reached out about like uh, um you know put, they'll send me some stuff if I do a post and then yeah. like hey I have a friend who sells supplements and I think you could do really well if you wanted to get into that. And, and then I was like, well, I'm on the road. And he's like, well, no, like if we could do it together and I'll take care of all this, like I'll do all the grunt work, the shipping, all that stuff. And there's, and so it just like kind of sparked this idea Then we reach out to this like distribution company and they're like, yeah, here's like our list of ingredients. And they had them kind of like labeled almost in like, um, almost like A, B, C, A, yeah. B, S, B, S, moderate and C, still supplements, but like weaker. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, a lot of people will use C. And I was like, why is that? And they were like, well, because, like, the, the profit margin is a lot higher. I said, I got you. So yeah. I'm not really worried about the profit margin. I just want to, even if no one buys this and I just use it all myself, yeah. I, I want to have the best uh, pre-workout for myself. So uh, I was like, no, it's got to be all the A ingredients. So that was kind of how that process all got together. No, it's dope. So, guys, if you are listening to us on wherever you listen to TFC Show, if you're watching this on YouTube, check out Workhorse Fitness, man. Like the stuff actually works. Yeah. Um, I, I got to do it myself a few years back. Um, it's it's good stuff, man. I, it worked out for me. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, the, the fat the fat burner is a hit. It's really good at like uh, kind of curbing your appetite and like yeah, because like, you know, focus. No, no, for sure. And I, for me, like I sometimes I need that because most of the time I'm just trying to lose a little bit of weight and get much of the You know, I'm not trying to get jacked or anything. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're all on the goal of improving somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, before I pass it over to Daniel to uh, kind of give you the last couple of questions, I also just want to point out um, just because, uh, you know, they're from here, they're, they've always been nice to me. Uh, how, uh, those, them Sing Brothers, what do you think about them Sing Brothers? Yeah, they're, 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 they're good dudes. I like they're them. really good dudes. I remember I did a podcast with them back in 2016. I got to go to the health, and I was like, oh, they're just like, they're just like me. They're just like the guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. They're, they're, they're cool. Like, you just, uh, Curve. Yeah. Uh, he, he has that mutual love of Tupac that you guys do. Yeah, well, and myself, I guess. But, but, yeah. but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> his first day in, in this business he wrestles with me in the dungeon oh no way yeah, yeah. so so like we always kind of have that bond literally his, he doesn't know any i mean not he doesn't he hasn't learned wrestling he's obviously yeah. a big fan yeah. i remember bruce calling him to get on the mat with me and we just kind of like roll around like wrestle around and i'm like kind of trying to teach him how to do this stuff that he doesn't know how to do yet yeah so how cool is it for you to see him pop up on the wwe then when you were yes, there those guys uh, when they did the Cruiserweight Classic in Orlando, yeah. uh, I was still injured at the time. And they came, they came, they drove over to hang out a couple times. And I, I remember going to Orlando and going to Korean barbecue with them. And they're just genuine, super nice. Oh, nice. That, I mean, it, like, I honestly don't know what it would take on this earth for me to have some kind of a confrontation with those guys. Yeah, no, 100%. Maybe, what would it take? Like, yeah. I, no, they're really, really nice. I drive my... I drive my Hummer through their front door, and they might get a little bit upset. I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah. don't know what would make them so angry with me to like really have a confrontation. No, they're really good dudes. I just you know, I used to watch them here at ECCW yeah. for a bit, and then um, I wrestled ECCW a couple times. Yeah, oh, did you? Okay, yeah, no, I used to go when I was really young, and then um, so like, like when oh, I was in high school, oh, five, I wrestled a few shows. Okay, like, yeah, so I was in high school. I went through a few shows when I was in high school then. 
Um, and then I remember the Verls twins told me to start coming back to shows again. And then, uh, then you know, you know, Lindsay discovered them to her, yeah, yeah, yeah. To her credit. Um, but uh, then I started popping back in there again, and I got to meet the Singh brothers and everybody else. And I was like, oh, this is. This, and I started working with them a bit, and then I got close to the Singh brothers. And I was like, I see them working out with you all the time on social media. So I was just curious, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. on them. Yep, they're always such good dudes. Like, you can never say anything bad about them. They want to yeah. work hard. They want to do their best, and they're just like they. They've, it's good because, I, you know, I, I like to see like good people succeed. So it's it's very cool. That's the best thing too. And I'm gonna pass over to Daniel. But one last quick question. <laughs> Sorry, now you know. Ahead. Is there any way, or has there ever been any conversation of getting that cruiserweight division mixed back up in that raw roster? Because I just I'm not sure. Like- so I, I recently was like I, I, they came by the ring and I asked them if they'd heard anything. Like when we go back on the road, if like two hundred five comes back to like be in this like on SmackDown, mm-hmm. that's what it was before the pandemic. So I just don't yeah. know. I don't know like what like thought has gone into um, all these things. Yeah, because I'd love to see them mix it up, like the old WCW vibe where they're on the show, but you yeah, know, on the I like that. I like yeah, that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no hundred percent. I think that would be a great combination, but. Taking it back for a quick minute. I know you trained in the dungeon. You have some great stories. So do you have like any interesting stories that you've never shared before? Because I think I was listening to like the New Day podcast and, or I think it was talking Jericho from a couple of years back. And I think it was Natalia who uh, told Jericho that the dungeon was actually a hospital in the first uh, world war, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that, the house was. The house oh, was. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then like, and then, like the downstairs, where the dun—not not where not the dungeon room. There's a room. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, where they, they had this treadmill that Jim Neidhart got from the NFL, from the Raiders. Yeah, but um, in that I, in that other room was like kind of an infirmary where like bodies. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Uh, I did not know that about the house. That's insane. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I remember uh, like this might not be the best story, but I remember YTV had a show called Alpha to Omega, which is. If you're in Canada, you know YTV, and if you're anywhere else, yeah. you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. It's like our Cartoon Network, guys. Yeah, but then, like, <laughs> this sounds bad, but not a great Cartoon Network. No, no. <laughs> I just remember that little that little purple blob thing with the screen in it, and it talks. Yeah. <laughs> YTV was it. To Omega, and out of nowhere, they reached out to, um, they reached out to, they called the house, and then, I don't know, all of a sudden, I remember Davey said, hey, YTV wants to do a thing. They want, um, they want to do you and Harry to do a little like segment, a little match, and I was like, okay, cool. And YTV stands for Youth Television, and so I think like the caveat was um, was they preferred if if I'm under eighteen, which I wasn't, I was nineteen, but I was still pretty small, and uh, so I, I mean, so so Davey was like, yeah, I told them that you're sixteen. <laughs> I think 
Uh, so Harry'd be like 14 at the time or something. And yes, we have this, we have this match on Alpha 2 Omega. And um, one funny part of it, of course, doesn't make air, it, obviously. But um, Stu was demoing some holds mm -hmm. earlier in the dungeon. And yeah. um, he got his hands on me. Uh, but not not it was not the first time they got us oh, yeah. that's usually uh pretty pretty rough pretty pretty crazy <laughs> but like a, a but an honor though mm -hmm. and anyway uh now he's like talking with the crew and he he calls harry and i are by the ring and Stu is like probably like 50 feet away maybe 100 feet away and he calls harry over to demo hold on harry but we're on the other side of the ring. So, like, Stu has to look across the whole ring to see us. We're on the ground. We're on the mm -hmm. floor. So our heads are like a, you know, he can see us. And he called he called Harry, specifically Harry. <laughs> Harry drops down. So now yeah. I get called over. And I remember I, like, kick Harry kind of in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I, and for the little scene, I was wearing this, like, um, like a, at the time, it was this company called Hot Skins. It was like a big in bodybuilding. But it, I was wearing like this tank top with this little promo I did. But it's like spaghetti string tank top. So it's almost shirtless, basically. And Stu calls me over and he starts demoing holds on the on the gravel. And so my back is all scraped up. Oh, man. I just remember being like... Yeah. I, get it. I just said my hair, he didn't want to take it either. But... Yeah, I was the one initially called over. So. Yeah, yeah, he snuck his way out of it. Yeah. You know what's funny? Is I've only seen that episode. Like, I caught the last little bit of it when it aired at the time. But the last <laughs> bit, I have never seen it. I've looked it up on YouTube. I've looked it up on Google. I have never seen this episode ever, ever. I gotta go find it somewhere. You gotta, you gotta contact YTV. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen it. That's crazy. Absolutely. It. But I got one more question. No um do you have any advice for somebody who's trying to enter the business as a professional wrestler or anything? Because I know um, a lot of people uh, look up to you, especially myself, because um, you set that bar and you just want to keep, you know, getting people to work harder. But do you yeah, have any I, advice? Honestly, like working hard is always going to like working. So if you have two people and one is just like has a ton of natural ability and one doesn't, but mm -hmm. one natural ability doesn't, they already have it, kind of comes easy to them and they get maybe if it's if they're not motivated enough to work hard they might just stay at that natural ability level where the person who maybe doesn't have it is maybe down here but maybe that person's willing to work really hard and that hard work then gets them even but then over time also gets them up here so i think my my point being like there's never there's never a limit to how good you can be and there's mm -hmm. never a limit to how far you can go like yeah I remember, I remember tell like, so SummerSlam 92, now I know I want to be a wrestler. I remember telling my mom and my mom's friend. I remember telling my mom that my mom was, my mom's friend was over and they were talking and whatever gets brought up. And I remember specifically, and I, it's so crazy to me, but I'm like 12, 13. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom's friend being like, what? You're not going to be a wrestler. Look how, like, you're just a kid. Look how small you are. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, man, I'll show her. And I was like 13. I was like, okay, you'll see. And she's like, maybe a manager, but like, you can't be a wrestler. And I just remember being like, oh my, I remember being like, what? That's the first time someone, like, once I told my brain this is what I was going to do, this is the first time someone had told me the opposite. Because in the, with the, the Hart family, it was like, yeah, of course you could be a wrestler. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But, but then, like, my mom's friend was like, no, you're not going to be a wrestler. So um, here, here, we, here we stand 30 years later. Here we later. are. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
which is which is fine, obviously. But it, yeah, just I mean, it worked out. You proved her wrong, so uh, yeah, yeah. But that, that, was an, that wasn't all my intent. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, maybe it, that helped. Maybe at the end of the day, the silver lining is you remembered that and it helped you. Yeah, yeah. I, and so I try to. I never want to tell somebody they can't do something or they can't be something because I know that feel. I know how it felt when when it happened to me. So anybody that's looking for advice or looking to get into wrestling, my advice is like follow it and see what happens. I mean, uh, you know, I do. We just I just watched the Foley biography. He may not have been the most athletic person in his at, at his wrestling school, for example. Mm-hmm. Probably were people that looked at him at the wrestling school and were like, "This guy will never make it." Yeah. And I mean, McFoley kind of made it. Yeah. Yeah. He did. No. The the kind of worked for the moment. The kind of worked for the moment. I understand. Uh, For sure. But man, I just want to, I want to thank you for all you uh, do for um, guys like me and girls like, um, like others that want to come up because um, I'll text you and I feel like I'm bothering you sometimes because I'll hit you up. I'll be like, Hey, like what match can I study? I remember you told me to look at Austin and Brett and I watched like so many times. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna look at it from this perspective, break it down and then just keep, you know, finding more matches. But thank you, man. Like, Oh, oh no, my pleasure. Any, like, you know, you're never bothering me. Not ever. Mm-hmm. Sure, thank you for coming on the show. And oh, my pleasure. I'm sorry. That I was late. I forgot. I got sidetracked. Uh, okay. Late never. Never. I don't know. I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I can sit here and pretend I was mad about it, but I'm late to lots of things. So. <laughs> I run time all the time, so I mean, I'm late. I mean, there's a thing called Indian time. It's a thing, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Honestly, no thank you guys. Honestly, you guys, the entire family, tell Natty I said hi. I will, you guys have always been nothing but kind to my page and what I do and yeah, all no, of that. I was talk like, about. genuine fans. I appreciate always. It's it's obviously you're gonna find mix of yeah. Fans. It's fine. That that's in everything. But like the genuine, like anyone that I've genuinely met, like I have nothing. Like I have nothing but respect for wrestling fans because I'm a wrestling fan too. I just took it that extra, you know, yeah. step or ten steps, whatever, whatever the number is. I took it that extra. I'm yeah, like, I'm a fan too. No, mm-hmm. for sure. And and I appreciate all the support and uh, all the love you guys always show. It means a lot. It makes me oh. feel like you know I can do more, which is always yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> which like we all can, which is cool. Like yeah. I, yeah, hell yeah, I love it. I mean, it led to things like this. Me doing interviews. I never thought I was going to do this ever, so I appreciate it. And um, yeah, to the workhorse fitness stuff. People check that out. Follow TJ on social media. Um, and yeah, I, I I've said it a million times. I made Daniel ask you guys on my behalf, like open a wrestling school one of these days. I honestly think it would prosper so a lot if you. I'd love to. Open a wrestling. I think he yeah. would love to come to your wrestling school if you guys open a wrestling school. If you guys, if you guys ever open one, let me know because uh, I'm about to graduate high school in like two weeks, and you know I'd love to get in there, man. So, we definitely, we've definitely thought about it. It's just a matter of kind of putting everything into place. Yeah, and time management, and how it yeah, works. Yeah, right. and and this going back on the road is going to be a good is going to kind of be the thing that will allow me to see what what my schedule once things are like really back back it'll help me to understand my schedule when it comes to my own ring my own personal ring and figuring out what exactly i can and can't do when it comes to that no absolutely i just i'm a i'm a big supporter of that idea we need a new dungeon but well, other uh, than that um I appreciate you, you want to add before we wrap this up no man i i you know you guys are you guys are great you guys are this easy it's not, it's not even an interview. We just we just had a conversation. It's a casual, it's a casual conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't have to. 
obviously I had to think about my Survivor Series team. <laughs> I had to sit and think about an answer when you asked me a question like, "What match did I like?" It's like, oh, I kind of like think like that. Very easy conversation. Was not an is not an interview or like it is awesome. This has been a cool cool chat. Thank you. I love talking with people about wrestling, especially people who love wrestling. Yeah. For sure, man. That's what it's always been about, man. Just trying to make sure people remember why or why they still love wrestling and putting yes. that energy out there. Thank you. I know, you know, it's always great to have opinions and thoughts and you know, conversate. That's always keeping the conversation going. But at the end of the day, remember we all love this and we want and it to I said this, we want it to go on, you know. I did I did Joel Gertner's show and it kind of hit me like on the fly. Literally, it was not some prepared thing. Yeah. We were talking and I was like, wait. That's why. So when I got hurt, I like forced myself to like fall out of love with wrestling because I knew I wasn't going to wrestle again. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I almost tricked myself into looking at it a little bit differently, not really being in love with it. And no, not, or maybe not to the same degree and, and treating it as like, this is now. And then when I became a producer treating it as like, okay, like this is the next, like this is what I do now, but I don't know. And um, it like, it was good. Like I said, I worked with Seth almost immediately. I worked under Michael Hayes, Jamie, all these great guys that I learned so much from. But it just still was, I was, I, like, for the first time in my life, like, because of my injury, from my injury, I was able to kind of turn it off. I was never, yeah. or that I'm never able to turn wrestling off, but I was able to kind of turn it off in my brain a little bit. And this past year, year and a half, has uh, totally disintegrated that valve to turn it off. It's not, it can't go off anymore. And I really, honestly like fell back in love with wrestling again this past year yeah. and it goes you know that's with um i just i get to work with like the best people in the world so you know that's where that's come back from and i like it's it's maybe stronger than ever because it's, it's kind of cool like i fell in love with it as a 10 year old a 12 year old yeah and you almost don't know what you're falling in love with but now on this side of things i'm almost 41 and i know exactly what i'm falling in love with and why yeah. I like when you're a kid and you fall in love with it you don't know yeah, but now yeah. Exactly, it's kind of like honestly, it's like I'm a big basketball fan. I was a big basketball fan when I was a kid, and I got away from a very long time, and now I'm like dialed in, and I remember why I loved it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of that, like I, you know, I'm I'm turning thirty in November, and uh, you know, you get sometimes that uh, those friends that watched you when they were younger and stuff yeah. also and whatnot, and they'll you know sometimes I'll go on, you know, I'll be on a date or something, and a girl will be like, they'll call, figure out what I'm doing on social media, and they'll be like, they'll be like, so how do you still watch that? And I'd be like. You know, when I watched as a kid, we believed in it was all real to us and yeah. superheroes, larger than life characters, and all that. But I'm like, once I kind of understood what it was as I got older, I learned to appreciate it a different way. Yeah, 100%. And that's what changed. Yeah. Now, like, the art behind it, and this, like, I see it as the story, and the, and the, like, it's like, if you really love a television show, it's basically that in a way. And I've learned to appreciate it this different way. And it makes me even like it even more, but in a totally yeah, different that's way. That's why, like, I love that Brett Steve Austin match so much. It's for, like, yeah. that exact reason, because I was afraid to watch back thinking I was going to be some know-it-all to pick it apart, like I said. And then I was like, well, I'm so dumb. Why did I take eight years to watch this back? Like, of course, they're going to tell this awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. And you appreciate them telling that story now rather than watching as a kid. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, no, these guys did really good. Like, that was dope. Like, they had when me I stuck was, in. <laughs> when I was 16 watching that match, I've, I'd already had my first match. I'm not a, I'm not a pro by any means. Yeah. But I'm trying to, in my mind, I'm watching it for, like, for the technical aspect. I'm watching yeah. it for, like, the, 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 the movement. I'm watching mm-hmm. it for, like, almost critiquing that or seeing what I can take in terms of the movement. And uh, the story, when I'm... 16 that's going over my head i'm not i'm not getting the story i i didn't 
like, and also, you know, we're watching, we've watched, we're watching pay-per-views at, at Harry's house and there's usually a big group, a big group of people watching. So we're all talking and that's what's going on. So like, I don't understand. I honestly didn't understand that day that, um, I didn't understand that day that, uh, that Brett, Brett was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't walk away from that match thinking yeah. Brett was a bad guy. I thought, okay, Brett beat Steve Austin. I honestly, <laughs> like, I didn't realize the crowd boo. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I just yeah. was watching for the moves and I missed everything. Oh, no, for sure. When I was a kid, I didn't get it. Yeah. When I watched as a kid, I had no idea. Yeah. And then when I watched it getting older, I was like, then you start understanding those things. You go, I will, how did I miss that? Yeah, like, oh, because I was so, I was so, so bad. I was so bad. Really and Shamrock throws them and he's like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, no, I was still so a Brett fan, so none of it phased me. But I also liked Austin. But I was like, I was still a Brett fan. But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, like the small intricacies, like, oh, he didn't want to fight Shamrock. That's not very Bret Hart. Like, okay, yeah. you know, like and that's such a giant piece. I think of that whole story. Like, if you go watch that back, obviously when he's kicking Steve Austin out, like, after the match, crowd's not really booing him yet. The crowd's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, like maybe Steve Austin deserves a little bit of this. Yeah. And then Shamrock throws him from behind, and then like Shamrock does the. The stamp. Yeah, the shamrock stance and Brett backs down. And then yes. you, you, you don't notice as a kid, but when you're older, you're like, oh, I get what he's doing there. Yeah. Brett the doesn't do that. Brett, the crowd explodes. Explodes. It's crazy. And backs down, they like they rain booze on him. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, it makes sense if Brett wouldn't fight Shamrock. He just had a long match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the world's most dangerous <laughs> man. I wouldn't want to fight either. And I was the biggest Ken Shamrock fan. He did. He either comes to Calgary. No, he, 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 I think he'd come to Calgary a little before that. I just remember like Teddy's dad picking him up from the airport. Me and Teddy are in the back of the van. Not in the back, but we're behind him in the van. Shamrock's in the passenger seat. And Ted's dad driving. I just remember being back there staring at Ken like, wow. Ken, <laughs> Ken Shamrock's in this car right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen this guy in UFC. He's so tough. <laughs> no, and they used to actually dumb him like he was the world's most dangerous man you yeah. thought, thought he could beat up anyone we we had a flight we had a tv taping in like uh i think lexington and then from there we were flying to europe uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago so it was like lexington to chicago chicago to wherever the first spot was but uh shamrock is on our flight from lexington to chicago and just so happens i sit directly behind him Oh, wow. Just like, just like 16 year being sat directly yeah. behind the car. It was so crazy. And same thing. Man. I didn't I didn't say I didn't uh introduce myself or anything. I just kind of left him alone. Mm-hmm. I, and like I just remember looking, I was like, man, he still looks great for what you know, however old he is. And then uh, I just remember like sitting behind him and just thinking, like, this is so funny that I'm in the exact same spot, except now instead of a van, it's on an airplane. Yeah, it's just so funny. Full man. circles, those full circle moments. It's like, oh, yeah, here, it's like it's like Brett. yeah, it's so funny. Man, it's crazy how life works that way. But thank you. Oh, gosh. I, this thank thing you. is, like, I know we can keep going. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do it in parts. That's why we do it in parts. That makes sense. I would love to have you back on for yeah, sure. Man, anytime. I, the of us. Yeah, um, but thank you again. I really appreciate no it. Um, Appreciate everything you do, man. Oh like I said, if you help produce that Sasha Bianca match, obviously those two girls killed it, but you're part of that story too in the background that people don't get to see. So thank you as well. Um, and uh, I'll probably watch that again and make force Daniel to watch it. I, I would never take credit for anybody. Yeah, no, no, no. But you know, you have your yeah. part. You have your part. Like, I mean, and uh, they, they it. I couldn't have been more proud. Yeah, no, it's a great, great match. And I'm a big Sasha Mark, so I'm just going to keep pumping that up. But other than that, uh, I appreciate you doing this with us. And uh, yeah. I get, you know, 
It's absolutely been my pleasure. Like, I, like you said, like I, we can talk wrestling all day long. Yeah, it's the greatest form of art and athleticism. That's what I always say on my page. That was the little tagline for a bit. But okay. yeah, guys, keep supporting wrestling. Keep doing the thing, and we'll see you all next time. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Uh -huh. There you go. It's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.